welcome everyone to The Enthusiast Life. I am your host, Mark Turcotte. I'm so glad each and every one of you have decided to make us a part of your week. We got a good one in store for you this week. We got video games. I think this is the podcast with the most video games we've ever talked about here on the show. We got some other things to talk about, including American Horror Story, Dark Crystal, and a new Star Wars book about Galaxy's Edge. And to break it all down with me, as always, my kindergarten classmate, Mr. Chris Maselli. Chris, what's up, man? What's up, dude? So um, most shows we we record at night, and we always have a cup of Java mm. with us. I don't know if you have one. I have right water now. now because I was told that when I drink coffee, like the original Guardian Radio episodes, I was yelling and talking extremely fast. So I've been doing water. And, and, and you connected that to the coffee drinking? Yeah. Wow. All right. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> I probably October... still do it anyways. But yeah, whatever. October 1 is actually International Coffee Day. Hmm. So, give me your coffee drinking habits. How do you how do you take it? What's uh, your what's your coffee of choice in terms of where you go get it? So, how many do you have a day? Yep. All that fun stuff. In the mornings, cuz many of you know I wake up and play my video games in the morning, I set for a pot of coffee, I fill it up to about 10 to 11 cups. <laughs> All in right. the pot, in the pot. I wake yeah. up, I have a Disney coffee like travel mug, but it's the cups you get like when you pay at Disney, you go and you get like the unlimited. Okay. I have Because we have like a, a ton of those. So I okay. fill one up all the way with some vanilla, French vanilla creamer. Drink that oh. as I'm playing my games in the morning. Usually done around 545 with that So cup. that's the equivalent of how many cups Probably so two or three. Okay. Then I go back and get another one. Usually drink about half before I got to get the kids up and take a shower. So you're then, at then, four <laughs> before the kids are even up. Then, then, you know, get ready to go to work. When I'm on, I fill up another one on my way to work, but I don't drink that on my way to work. I And then I also have a Yeti for water. When I get to work, then I continue drinking from the eight to nine hours. We're kind of getting things ready because we open up at nine in the pharmacy. Mm-hmm. So I pretty much have about two and a half travel mugs, but there is always coffee still in the pot, probably about two cups. So I drink about nine, Eight? ten cups in the morning by, by nine o'clock. By nine o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, Dude. there's a bathroom inside the pharmacy <laughs> that I will visit multiple times in the morning. Oh my lord! I knew yep. like you liked coffee, but but then that's really it. I don't really drink a problem, it man. for the rest of the day. <laughs> And, and dude, oh, that's don't. even like, see, this is the thing too. Like when I run, I'll drink yeah. those two travel, I'll drink the full two travel mugs. And then I go run for an hour. My heart rate is probably That's like why you're running. <laughs> I got to run off the caffeine, man. I know. See, I'm a simple guy. I have one in the morning and one at night. And I'm, <laughs> I'm done. You're, are you, when you go to Disney, you're probably going to get those little travel mugs too, man. You'll know it. Uh, yeah, well, that's yeah. my problem. Like. Uh, I, I have this – I've gotten a lot better with it, but I have this problem. I, I've had the problem. My wife kind of put the kibosh on it of just collecting mugs. Like I have – like we got a, we got rid of a lot of them when we uh, moved a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I have way – even like, you know, like pint glasses and coffee mugs, like travel mugs. I just like I, – I, I've, I've used the same one for over a year and that is huge. Uh, for a travel mug, but <laughs> nice. I going to Disney. Yeah, I can almost guarantee you, I will come home with. You will, yeah. Some, yeah. Yo, yeah. I mean, you'll you'll have like the official Disney one because are you getting the food, the food plan, the meal plan? At Disney? Uh, 
I don't, I don't know. Okay, That's if you all are, you'll, you'll probably get one of those, and you okay. can just—it's like unlimited drink space. So you're just drinking. You can't bring them to the parks, yeah. but you can do them at the hotels. Okay, uh, but that's what we just have a bunch of those. Um, yeah. But if if I'm going out to get coffee, I go right. to Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, you have to. I mean, Dunkin' Donuts okay. here. You know, a lot of people like Starbucks. And I don't like. I'm not. I'm not a Starbucks guy. Man. I'm Dunkin' Donuts, man. Yeah, I'm jam. Dunkin'. What do you or, tell or, them when you go up when you order? What do you get? To Dunkin'. Yeah. I'll, I just take cream. That's it. That's it. No okay. sugar. No. No. Yep. And no flavor. I I don't like flavored cream. I like. A, I will get like a flavored coffee. Mm-hmm. Like if the coffee grinds are flavored, just to get a little bit of like maybe a, a tinge of something. Mm-hmm. But I don't really like flavored creamer. And and I have like graduated to that. Like when I got in, when I started drinking coffee more, I was like loaded it up with sugar and like flavored yeah. creamer. It didn't resemble coffee. <laughs> and I've slowly like have gone to, got away from the sugar. And now it's just a little bit of cream to change the color. And I'm good. There you go. See, I can drink yep. it black, but just at home, I like the French vanilla. If I go to Dunkin' Donuts, though, I just order an extra large with cream and yeah. sugar is what I tell them. Extra large cream and sugar. Yeah. And they, just, now, they just do it perfect. I don't know how they do it. Like, I can yeah. never rep- replicate the amount of cream and the amount of sugar they use at Dunkin' Donuts. It's just Now, perfect. you do you still do the disgusting rerun the, the coffee? with, with like like the, like the next day? When I'm desperate. I don't, okay. That's only when I've run out of coffee. It's How only when desperate I've run can out... you be when you can't take the two minutes to, no, to no, no, get no, no, rid no, of no, the no. filter? No, 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 no. out. Well, no, no. If I have coffee, oh, I out, make it. Every night okay. I make it, and by, when I get okay. up, it's made. Like I set set it for whatever, 440 right. or whatever. So when I come right, downstairs, right. it's ready. But yeah. I've had moments where like I'm out. Yeah. And what are you going to do? I got to rerun it. You got to <laughs> do it. But the worst part is like all you're really getting there is kind of warm brownish water. <laughs> I'm still putting creamer in it. So it's like French vanilla hot water. It's just like, but I do it because I just, it's part of the routine, man. Yeah. I, well, if you take someone who has nine cups of coffee by nine o'clock away from them for a day, you will be going through withdrawal. So yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't blame you for, for doing and I mean, that. And I sweat. <laughs> I'll just, I used to equate Thinking, thinking it was because the coffee was hot. No, it's just because my I don't even need to run. My body just thinks it's running because it's drinking so much coffee. I'm just sweating. Sweat like getting brown. the kids up from bed, I'm just sweating like profusely. My daughter's like, "Oh, did you run? Nope, just drank nine pots, nine cups of coffee." <laughs> it's six o'clock. Oh my god. Oh man. Well, what's up, everybody? Thank you here for tuning into the podcast. Sorry for that long coffee intro. Let us know. How do you drink coffee? I'd love to know. What do you guys do for coffee? Email us, theenthuselife at gmail.com, just like our good buddy Astastic did. And he says, hey, good morning. And if it's good morning, maybe maybe Astastic had some coffee. (laughs) He says, "Uh, it's October 1st, and Halloween is my favorite holiday. They need to make a federal, they need to make it a federal day off. Anyways, my mom decided to drop off a box of my stuff when I was younger. As I was going through it, I came across my old scary devil mask. Well, because it's Halloween, I found it funny to take that mask and give to my daughter or give my daughter who's seven a nice scare. I said, I found it funny, but she didn't. What holidays do you look forward to the most? Have fun with the CPS visit on that one too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think the easy answer for me is Christmas. It's just, you know. Of course. I don't think you really beat it. So let's exclude that one. Um, and maybe just to give 
maybe I, one I that's mean, not. So, I, dude, I love <clears throat> because for where it is in the time of the year, Memorial Day. Oh, really? Is great. Yeah, just because like, well, my wife's side of the family is military, not from the military side of it. Um, it's just like the start of like the good weather. Yeah. And and we well, oh every yeah, every memorial. Yeah, where we are. <laughs> um, and every every Memorial Day we go to this park. The, the Thatcher Park that we go. So we just have like a whole bunch of people there. It's just like the start of like good stuff. And I know everybody puts those memes out about like barbecuing and everything like that. It's not what I'm trying to say. Like, yeah, we go out and we like have a cookout and stuff like that. But there is the military side of it. So uh, but it's just that time of the year where you're getting you're finally over all of like the the junk winter. At least we're like I said, where I right, live. Yeah. And. It just gives a different it's like a start feel. of summer, man. Yeah. Well, do you right. remember like because my birthday is right around there, and so it was it my birthday. The very next day was my parents' wedding anniversary. So when I lived in New York, my parents would have some epic parties For on their... Memorial Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you remember it'd be like my birthday, their anniversary. I mean, Chris remembers the the Turcotte backyard parties were just oh, yeah. epic. Oh yeah. And uh, I remember even like when we moved, my wife and I, and everybody was like sad, like oh, your parents aren't gonna have the parties anymore. And it always just was that weekend, just because that was. You know, the kind of the our little, you know, family celebrations plus Memorial Day with the extra day on Monday. And uh, but for me, honestly, mm -hmm. my favorite and yeah, I even put it usually before Christmas is because I just love the day. Mm -hmm. It's Thanksgiving, man. Yeah, I know. it's my it's it's, family, it's so funny how like, it's football, right, like, it's the food, it's the colder weather at that point. I just yeah, Thanksgiving is my favorite. So, it's it's so funny. Like how we we talk you and I, you know, every day, all day long and and. Every once in a while, it gets brought up like, oh, we're getting old. But how much more important is Thanksgiving to you now than it was yeah. 10 years ago? Mm -hmm. Because we're getting old and family yeah. means more. To us. Like, you <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Like yeah. we, get, we get why our parents liked it so much now. Yep. So I agree. Yep. Thanksgiving is the best. And so. I'll tell you what I'm doing this Thanksgiving. What are you doing? My, my grandmother lives a couple hours south and she's like, I think she's almost 90. So last... Thanksgiving, she did not come up because she just wanted to stay home. She can't get around that well. So me and my cousin, we are planning we're going to bring the entire Thanksgiving down to her. Oh, that's awesome, this year. man. Right. Just for like one year just to, to not have her excluded. So Nice. And we just we just decided to do that like last week. So that's I can't awesome. wait for that. Yep. Very yep. cool. Uh, so again, if you guys want to email us, theenthuselife at gmail.com. would love to know your coffee habits. And hell, tell us your favorite holiday, too. We'd love to know that. We could read that on the air uh, here on the show. Chris, let's talk some yep. video games. That's usually how we start the show. And usually mm -hmm. it's me talking about yeah. a game. But I want to throw it to you first. What right. are you playing this week that has you just loving it? Super Mario Kart on the Android device that I have Mario Kart with Tour. Me. Mario Kart Tour. Yeah. What did I say? Super Mario Kart. Super it's Mario Super Mario Kart. Kart. Um a little bit of a learning curve, but as soon as you have you played a lot of it or no? Did you even play any of it? I still don't even have the friend code on. Well, I, I played like okay. the first cup and I'm halfway right. through the second cup. How are you um, steering? Like using your index finger or using your thumb? I started using, I was using just the one thumb, but then I switched right. to actually two thumbs. So I'm, I'm kind of like, oh, I'll really? put one, I'm just kind of like on the right side, just moving this one and then I'll quickly put my left one on and like take it off, off and on, off and on. I was having like some some struggles, like just doing the index finger, and then it's, I'm like, let me just try one with my thumb. As soon as I switched to my thumb, it was a whole new world. Yep. For some reason, like I could just control it a lot better. I'm loving it, man. Like I, I just 
it's a great like time killer. Um, I, I play it at work when I probably shouldn't, and I just like load it up and play a, a couple couple rounds. It's cool. It it's all you know. Um, it seems like there's there's so much to unlock in terms of um, vehicles and characters, and um, you can like fly in this one. I don't think you could fly in the. You could no, the, the more recent forever. ones you can. Yeah, it's, with it's with very, like the with like the uh, parachutes and, and paragliders. You and, could yeah. do that. Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, there's all that stuff. You can level all those up. So there's good and there's bad with with that because it will kind of – I guess the good about it is it will force you to um, – like for a specific race, there's like three tiers. Uh, and, and, and if you have like um, like the top tier, there's three three tiers for three different categories. And the, category, like in the very top tier would be um, if you select this – driver you'll get like every time you hit one of those question mark boxes you'll get like three things right. that you can use um and i think that i mean i think that did they do that in the old one as well i don't remember uh, if that's nope, how they the, did the it. characters didn't have like that's almost like an ability like if you almost you think about really a perk but no they don't in the current ones they don't they just so, they actually have like speed like your acceleration made you know if you play bowser he's just this big brawly guy he his right. acceleration is slower basically but if someone bumps into him he basically can knock them out of the way. Right. Yeah. That's pretty much so, how the so, current games work. But. Right. So by doing that, it's like, okay, do you want the, the more, the abilities to do that? Or do you want to build up a guy that's in the one tier? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. they're kind of forcing you to, to use a lot of different characters and not just the same character over and over and over again. Right. And it's not just the character. It's also the car. And it's also that, you know, one umbrella or wind sail or whatever. So I guess that's a good and a bad thing. But, um, I'm getting to the point where it's a little bit difficult to unlock the next tour because mm -hmm. you got to have so many uh, stars to unlock the next tour. So I have to go back and play some ones that I haven't got fully five stars yet. But it's like just classic Nintendo funness, man. It's yeah. just it's cool. I, I mean, I'm for me, you know, you said it's just a great time killer. I mean, I would pretty much how I've played it is literally firing it up to a, a race. Mm -hmm. maybe two and then i'm done like i haven't been able to really sit down and, and just spend time with it and and part of that's just because i don't want to say that i don't want to but i just i don't feel the need i do a quick race and i'm done yeah. but what, what's what's interesting i think is they are doing you know monetization definitely with it i mean every game is going to do this now <clears throat> but they do they have this pass have you seen anything about this gold pass that they have yeah i think it's like five bucks a month or five something bucks like a month. That? what is that it yeah. says that that's the only way to get the 200 cc it says but then okay. what else are you getting with that? I don't I, know. I haven't really looked. I saw that it was something per month, and I'm like, well, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. So I didn't really look into what <laughs> <Yeah>. it actually was. <laughs> but that's uh, how you get the 200cc, I guess. And I did see some things online of people saying it's ridiculous. But, hey, it's a free game. You don't have to get into yeah. that if you don't want to. No, but, no you, know, you get so fun. much for free. But it's funny. When you, you mentioned the index finger was, for me, I immediately used my thumb. And part yeah. of that was, I think, because me being just, you know, into video games a lot in the news and, and following Nintendo ever since Nintendo has entered the mobile space um, with uh, I'm trying to think what the first one they put out was kind of the uh, Mitomo. their yeah. whole goal was they wanted you to do kind of like what Steve Jobs always said just to use your thumb not yeah. use a finger just use your thumb they wanted every single game including even Mario Run yeah all you had to use was your thumb so right. that every single game they put out Dr. Mario uh, now this, Fire Emblem, everything, that's all you need to use. So like immediately, I was just using your thumb. And if you think about it, that's it. They want you just to hold your phone and not make it com overly complicated. And right. they pretty much nailed it. I mean, there are a couple different, which, which um, 
steering method are you using? Because I mean, one of the big things with Mario Kart is the drifting. But there's that one play style, man, where it's like you move it and you're just sliding and drifting oh, all yeah. over the place. And I was like, whoa, yeah. this is this is wrong. Like I can't. Play no, that. I didn't do the drifting. I, I just it was whatever they the default was. Right. And I changed one thing about it. I don't remember what it was that I changed. And I got used to that, used to doing that. And then after a little while, like I did a couple of races and it put up there on the screen, like before a race started saying, like, uh, you seem to be getting pretty good at this. Why don't you try the drifting? And I'm like. Well, if I'm pretty good at this, why would I change anything? So, <laughs> but it still does drift, doesn't it? Because I've noticed, like, I it don't does. have that drift yeah. mode on. But if you hold the turn long enough, just like in Mario Kart, you will start drift. drifting, and then when you, yeah. you know let up, they'll boost off. Um, right. Have you? Have you? I don't think it tells you this, but do you know when you hit a jump to quickly tap the screen, and it gives you a little bit of a speed boost? It'll give you a little bit more speed. Yeah, because yeah. that's in Mario Kart. Right. You jump like you hit it. You you jump when you do that. Because that's one of the things. Like I remember playing with my son, and he was just wrecking me because I was just I didn't <laughs> remember that. And he was like, "Oh yeah, Dad, you got to jump every time you hit a jump." I was like, right. "Oh yeah, that's right." So if yeah. you guys are playing Mario Kart Tour, make sure you're doing your jumps, getting your drifts, and uh, and you don't have to fun. like. I also was doing some games where I, I had my thumb on the screen the entire time. You don't need to do that. You don't have to do that. Yeah, it took no. me. No, I didn't know that at first either. So right. I, so then I was like, wait a minute. So that's why I said I'm using both my thumbs. I'm just holding my phone vertical, but with both thumbs kind of on each side and just kind of like quickly moving one and then moving the other. Yeah. And, touch, and it just it moves it that way. Exactly. Yeah. So it kind of has an auto acceleration. So and then that makes those jumps and the drifting even more important. A little that's bit. Really, right. That yeah. and the coins. If the more coins you have, the little faster you'll go. Right. Um. But yeah, it's cool, guys. It's like it's the, on mobile. It's, fun. it's a neat game. Yep. Yep. Definitely check it out. Uh, another mobile game that came out, or you know what? Here we are. We're recording this on Tuesday. The biggest yeah. game that came out on this Tuesday, not was... Destiny. It's Call of Duty Mobile. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but seriously, Call of Duty Mobile is out. This was a game that I remember talking about this. I, I want to say, Chris, we made the old iteration of The Enthusiast Life, if not even before that. Like really? I remember hearing yeah. about Call of Duty Mobile a long, what seems like a long, long time ago. Um, well, it came out today and it's made by the Tencent the company that just makes ridiculous amount of mobile games. I mean, they, they even have their hands in Epic doing Fortnite and all that. Um, they even made the PUBG mobile game mm. and this really is, it's call of duty, but it uses that same control scheme that's in kind of PUBG and Fortnite where you're using the on-screen controls. And you know what? I think I've had more fun with it than I probably should have. Like it's mm. pretty good, man. Like mm -hmm. it plays pretty well. I mean, the, the first time I fired it up, I started playing it. And I was like, I just knew my son was going to love it. Cause he loves playing Fortnite on mobile, even though he can play on any platform and that he just he always plays on his iPad a lot. Mm. And when I told him it was out today, you know, he downloaded it. They had some server issues this morning. I came home from work. He was already whatever level, He's been playing a ton today. Like he's loving it, and it, it's okay. they they put in maps from Black Ops Two, Black Ops Four. Um, <clears throat> the more you play, too, you eventually unlock the Blackout mode, which is the battle royale mode that was in Blackout or Black Ops Four. So it's like the Fortnite style, where you're you know going in. There's vehicles. It's it's Call of Duty on your phone, man. Like what cool. kind of world do we live in? Where <laughs> like we're doing? I mean, it, it's of course it, there is a, some aim assist, you know. So it is kind of aiming and helping you a little bit to that extent, and it does play a little bit slower, of course, because you can't just spin around like a top, you know, like you can and and when you're playing on the console or the PC. Right. Um, but it's fun. Like wow. it, it really is pretty darn neat. I can't believe they actually nailed it. And this is a full campaign style game or is this just a multiplayer game or like what well, is there's it multiplayer 
then you unlock the battle royale mode. Okay. And then there's a third thing that says coming soon. And I don't know what it is. Like huh. I, it, to me, it's either going to be a campaign, which would shock me if they put a campaign out. I mean, that'd be insane. Right. Or maybe they could put a spec ops, like a, a co-op mode maybe, or like uh, maybe even it's zombies. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do, but it's free to play. I mean, there's obviously ridiculous microtransactions thrown in there. There's, yeah. You know, they want you to grind to level up your weapons. They have um, the, the, the uh, what loot boxes that are dropping. They have a battle pass immediately. Try trying to throw that in your face every time you log in. Buy our battle pass, get skins for your characters, new weapon unlocks, new weapons. Um, cool. But just like Mario Kart, it's just a quick little time sink that you can jump in and just have fun. Yeah, and that's what mobile games I think are designed to do. Like, I I couldn't sit and do a you know, uh, eight hour campaign on my phone in a couple <laughs> of days. It would take some time. Just yeah, it's, oh yeah. You know, just a smaller screen. But yeah, what they can do, I, dude. When we were doing all of our old shows, I don't think we ever envisioned never games like Call of Duty being able to be played on. Like, dude, we, our, I remember we were talking when we when when Angry Birds was huge. We did remember we did a show on that. Yeah, we had a guy. We about, had a guy from Rovio on the show yeah, talking about Angry Birds. Yeah, I don't think any of us were thinking like this is where we would yeah. be. Which, which, by the way, and let me throw this out there. I I may still have all those old interviews we did years and years and years ago. Let yeah. me know. Email us theenthuslife at gmail Let me know if you'd be interested in having me put up just maybe like. Just a retro interviews Ooh. that Chris and I used to do. Maybe not the whole episodes, but just the interviews with just some the of these interview? developers. I mean, we had interviews from, I mean, you know, we're talking about Borderlands. We had Mikey Newman on the show. We had John Romero, the guy who John created Romero. Doom on the show. So many people yeah. we interviewed back in those days. Walter Day. Walter Day, the the <laughs> video game referee. We even had Billy Mitchell, the king Billy of Mitchell Kong on. himself, on our yep. show. Yeah. Um, crazy people on the show, man. It'd be, I think that might be neat. So let us know if you guys would be interested in uh, hearing some of those old interviews we did. I, think I would I, want to hear those. I, I, I haven't. I think I, I got to find them. I All know right. my old Mac that I'm almost positive they're on there doesn't actually fire up anymore, but I think I have mm. a hard drive that may okay. have some of those on there. Oh, that would be great. That'd be pretty neat. I would want to hear those. Maybe we could put those in there. Yeah, be interesting. All right. Uh, well, let's, uh, before we move on here, Chris, talk about a few more games. I want to thank our sponsor, GamerGoo, our good friends over at GamerGoo, for continuing to support the show. I will tell you, playing Call of Duty Mobile, my hands started sweating a little bit, Chris. Yeah? And when you're when you're playing a game like that where you need to move, you know, you can't have sweaty thumbs, man. So Gamer Goo, <laughs> I, I, I honestly didn't put on Gamer Goo. I needed to put on some. Or Gamer if you're Goo, drinking so. too much coffee. Oh, and well, you're yeah, some coffee. coffee. The coffee probably did it too. <laughs> but Gamer Goo all over just my body so I don't sweat. No, don't do not do that. Uh, but Gamer Goo is an antiperspirant for your hands. So if you have those sweaty hands while you're playing games like Call of Duty Mobile or maybe you're diving into Destiny 2 Shadowkeep, uh, for the first time, Gamer Goo's got you covered. Uh, they got multiple scents out there. There's teakwood, cinnamon, vanilla sugar, cherry blossom, orange, peppermint. All you got to do, go to GamerGoo.com. You can check it out over there. You can use our code TEL, as in The Enthusiast Life. You can find that down in the show notes. Save yourself 10% off your order. Or if you're unsure, you can actually get some free samples from them. You'll see the link on their site. So go to GamerGoo.com. Check it out. Uh, Chris. Yep. In terms of mobile games, mm. we're gonna do the the top, the the final four gamer goo mobile game names. Um, so this is so these okay. So I'm going to the Play Store and I see these games listed. Which yep. game am I downloading? Which are you gonna buy? Um, Cherry Blossom Assault. <laughs> 
cinnamon birds, <laughs> teak wood versus zombies, Ooh. or um, vanilla sugar bust. <laughs> crush. Crush. Vanilla sugar crush. Vanilla sugar crush. Which, which one are you going to get on the Play Store? Hmm. All right. So the vanilla sugar crush. Do you remember what you said? I don't. Teak wood. I don't know. Birds. <laughs> Teak wood birds. I thought it was cinnamon birds. Cinnamon. Uh, cinnamon birds. I like cinnamon birds. Okay, I like cinnamon, cinnamon birds too. <laughs> was it cinnamon girl? Was that Neil Young? The Neil Young song. Cinnamon girl. Yes. Yeah, cinnamon girl. It was. Uh, all right. So enough of that silliness. <laughs> Again, guys, check out gamergoo.com. Uh, go over there. Use our code tell, T-E-L. Save yourself 10% off your order. And again, big thanks to Gamergoo for continuing to support the show. And you can find the link to them over in our show notes down below. Chris, another game I want to talk about is Ghost Recon Breakpoint. The game had yeah. another beta here. It actually launches this Friday, I believe. When I mention Ghost Recon to you, Chris, yes, what comes to your mind when we talk about Ghost Recon? Possibly the most fun I've ever had in my life of playing video games. <laughs> Why do you say that? <laughs> because uh, you introduced me to uh, how gamers could be complete dickheads. <laughs> <laughs> and by that I mean we were the dickheads. Oh god. <laughs> because you would we would do this thing where obviously Ghost Recon is, you know, I don't need to go into how it's played. I, I you know, say, that, that slow methodical. This is game. Ghost Recon 2 for the Xbox, not the Xbox 360, the Xbox. Yeah. Go ahead. And and everybody, you know, you're you're in the the pregame lobby, you're getting all your stuff set up, game loads, and then you go out on your mission. Well, we thought it would be fun to every once in a while immediately run ahead. And is it, I, th I believe, like when the game loaded, people took a couple seconds to like kind of like look at their inventory and stuff yeah. like that. So you or I would run ahead, you know, a couple feet, turn around, launch a grenade, game over. <laughs> or a rocket dead. launcher and blow or everybody a rocket up. Launcher. <laughs> Oh and my then we God, would go, man. oh, man, sorry, I hit the wrong button. Sorry, let's just wait. <laughs> now, back then, loading, you had to wait because you had to load in, and it took a little while to yeah. load. It would load in for like, you know, 30 <laughs> seconds. Everybody's back in. They'd be like, oh, don't do it again, guys. And, yeah, sorry, sorry. Just do it again. Everybody's dead. <laughs> so it dumb. Was, it was bad, but it was still so much fun and we were just idiots and we, we didn't do it every single time i mean no, we did play no, the game no. and we loved the game but um <clears throat> maybe once every like four or five games we would do it yep. and and oh man so much fun man hilarious. hilarious i actually still have my copies right behind me on my bookshelf of ghost recon 2 and then they had a i forget what it was called like winter summit or something was a like an expansion for it i actually have them uh behind me still i've never gotten rid of those copies of those games because we had so That's much fun great. playing those oh, my God. um but ghost recon breakpoint is the latest uh, entry into the Ghost Recon series essentially yeah. is the follow-up to Wildlands, which was a game that came out like what two or three years ago. Um, it, it's very much like that in that it is an open world, which mm -hmm. when you're playing with other people, Wildlands actually did kind of open up and it was a lot of fun. I mean, it's almost like a Grand Theft Auto Ghost Recon. You can just kind of take over the map however you want, go anywhere you want to go, fly planes, you know, helicopters, all that. Um, Breakpoint continues on that. They're trying to go a little bit more story focused. So it kind of has you going more on, um, like more set missions. Um, they have a, a social space kind of like destiny's tower. So when you go there, it's like this base and there's other people that are playing kind of there. So it kind of makes it like an MMO type 
thing, but then when you walk out of the base, it kind of shards you back out into this world on, on your side of the game. Um, okay. But, man, the game's kind of busted, man. Like, there is, mm. it is not ready to come out. And at first, I thought it was just me as I was playing it. Yeah. But, like, after the first day of the beta, and I went on, just kind of scrolled onto YouTube and just saw, like, you know, some of the recommended videos for me to watch were just like, whoa, Ghost Recon Breakpoint's not ready here. Man, this game's busted. Really? It's just not. And and I think there's, for me, I had I played on PC. I had some frame rate issues. The game was very jittery. The AI is garbage. Like, I mean, at some <laughs> points where they're just standing there doing nothing. Um, it's, it's just not in a good state and like i think like wildlands for what it was at the time like it sold real well but it wasn't really received well but i think at launch because i did actually play that game at launch i think it that game was in a much better spot yeah than where this is gonna be and this is coming out friday man like it's just i'm actually kind of surprised that they're they're forcing it i don't really know why the only thing i could think of is that they maybe ubisoft just looked at it and said hey you know, like Borderlands is coming out. Des- There's a new Destiny game coming out. We got to get our version of that kind of out. But they already kind of did earlier in the year with the Division. Like the Division kind of is more the competitors to those. Okay. In this game, they're trying to put like a gear score in it, like kind of like what's in Destiny or even their own game, The Division. I just I don't really know what who this game is for. And on hmm. top of all that, I do want to say also that like I really enjoyed Ghost Recon. Um, was it Advanced Warfighter? Yeah, the the Graz, both those games, one and two on 360, and you know those games were very story driven, more of a linear campaign. I don't like these open world Ghost Recons, man. Like I really don't. Like give me give me a straight like just badass. If you want to give me an open space like they did in those like the Ghost Recon games we were talking right. about, where it's like here's right. a big space, here's your mission, go. I don't like that. Here's a massive map with mm. 800 things for you to do including collectibles you know, you're finding dog tags or whatever in, in chests and on rocks i don't want that in my ghost recon game like give me a mission and let me go do my mission and kick some ass like i don't yeah i don't know i just yeah. feel, i think that's why i'm kind of turned off by it i remember yeah like you're saying like the games that that i would play with you like yeah the map was lar- large enough where you could go in a couple different directions and still be heading in the same direction but you, right but you had a set <laughs> objective. Right. um and i mean has this been a problem for Ghost Recon? Have they really made like a solid, solid game? I mean, the last one while, was Wildlands. The... People actually, Wildlands, when it came out, people thought it was a little undercooked. It actually it has been very successful for them. Yeah. Um, but the one prior to that, the one you're thinking of, where I, what, you threw a grenade and like killed yourself and you were done. <laughs> Whatever that, I can't remember what that game before this. There, Future Soldier, there... that's what it was. Ghost Recon Future Soldier. Yeah, um, dude. Was not I... that good. Didn't we see that eighty three? We did, and we even had. Right. I think we even did an interview with somebody from Red Storm at that point. Yeah, too. I don't know. Like I remember <clears> the last <throat> week on game that I played. I, I remember we did a show on. I don't remember. It might have been that one. It was. I know and, for a fact and, it was. Yeah, and the, and I didn't like it because it was like if you got caught, if the enemy saw you, immediately like over, and then you started like from your checkpoint again. And I'm like, you gave me no time. Like, yeah, this guy saw me, but you gave me no time to kill this guy. Like I, I didn't, I just didn't like, and I know it's like, you know, recon and you're supposed to be like in the shadows and stuff like that, but that doesn't mean like I can't be seen at all. Yeah. I just remember that being a, like the really point of contention for me where I'm just like, I'm not into this game whatsoever. Um, and I feel like every time I talk to you about a ghost recon game ever since then, not that they're bad, but they're just like, there's some issue that you have or things that you've read about where they're not up to par nothing, of what they used yeah. to be. 
Hmm. I mean, I, I'll say the the ones we used to play back in the day was more the multiplayer side of the the co-op multiplayer, I should say. And yeah. then the the advanced warfighters, I really enjoyed those campaigns, but it was because they were just directed. It was like, here's your mission, do it. And then Wildlands just became such a, it's so open, which a lot of people like games like that to be open. But for me, my Ghost Recon games, I don't want that. Like, that's why I liked I right. Rainbow Six. Rainbow Six is yeah, like, man. remember Vegas yep. was great because it was like, yeah. here's your objective. Do it however you need to do it, but this is what you got to do in right. this moment now. I and agree. I just, I, I don't know. I just, this, it's kind of weird that the direction Ghost Recon is going. Hopefully at some point they can bring it back. But I think these games are just, because they're making them like a games as a service. It's like a Destiny where it's just, you, they want people playing nonstop for three years straight or two years. And it's just to keep putting content mm-hmm. and you have to create these big spaces and do that. So I don't right. know if we're ever going to get back to that. I hope at some point we do, but... I don't know. For right now, I would tell folks, stay away from Breakpoint. I mean, it is, what's cool is Ubisoft is doing their little subscription thing where it's like $15 a month for you, you play plus you get every single Ubisoft game pretty much, you know, under the sun. I'm sure there's some that aren't on there, but it's pretty much everything, including new releases. So right now, like rather than spend 60, if you just want to play Breakpoint for a little bit, which was, that was kind of my original plan. I was like, maybe I'll drop 15 bucks play it for what like I knew both most games two weeks three weeks or whatever and not drop the 60 and be mm-hmm. done and move on and say hey I played through the campaign whatever but the way this campaign is is it's all across this map you know you can tackle it in any direction which to some people is cool but for mm-hmm. me I don't want that in Ghost Recon so um one other game I want to talk about here before we move on guys I'm sorry we're just hitting you with the video games it's video game day yeah but man Star Wars Battlefront 2 which I've been in a Star Wars mood a lot lately, and I know, Chris, you have been too. Um, They put out a new update that brought in the map uh, Fallujah, which is from the Clone Wars. It's very, um, uh, I don't even know how to really describe it. There's all kinds of crazy plants and neon things and little mushrooms with puff clouds. I mean, it's a really cool-looking map. But they also brought with it a co-op mode. It's a four-player co-op mode. And for some people, they may look at it and think, like, oh, it's just a reskinned kind of like... AI version of the multiplayer modes. And and the biggest, the big mode in Battlefront is Conquest, kind of like Battlefield. Remember Battlefield, Chris? You'd have to go like take over the one area yes. and just hold that area. That's right. kind of what Conquest is in, in Battlefront. They add some more little objectives to it, but in the end, that's it's that's the bottom line. Go to this area, control this point, and maybe there's a walker there or whatever. Well, in this, it's four different phases. In each phase, you got like four minutes and you have to control the point. And it's you and three other people working together to take over a point. And there's usually in the beginning, there's three points. You just have to control one. So you have to work together, figure out which one you're going to, and then they just keep throwing AI at you. So, you know, at one point you may be playing the Galactic Republic and it's clone troopers just constantly coming at you. You're trying to fight them. But the cool thing is the way Battlefront works is as you're gaining kills and, and objective points, you earn a currency to unlock higher tiered people so when you respawn you can spawn in as like a rocket trooper or you'll spawn in like you know if you're playing the robots you're you're, you know the um galactic republic you'll spawn in with like the uh, the rocket droids where they shoot the rockets off their wrists you know the big ones that kind of walk slow or the droids that roll and then pop up and they have the guns and shoot you can do those but then they throw in the heroes so you can come in as darth maul dooku grievous or like bosk or, you know, depending on what whatever the theme is for the map you're on. And the cool thing about this mode is because it's just a bunch of AI they're throwing at you, you're unlocking mm. them quick. So, like, when oh, you yeah. play a regular co-op or a regular PvP match, it's a 30-minute match. There's 40 people on each team. 
Maybe you'll get enough points to get, you know, Leia or even Darth Maul. But by the time you get the points, somebody's already him on the map somewhere. <laughs> right, you can only right. have two or three heroes on the map at a time. And so half the time you, you play these matches, you're never one of them. Right. In this co-op mode, you're like the heroes almost within five minutes. You're already been a hero probably once or twice. And then you just are dominating. It's I don't know what it is. It's not really hard. I've had a couple times where we failed the the things, and I think that's just because the teammates you're with suck. But it's mm-hmm. just fun. It's like just living that Star Wars dream where you're just like, man, I can. Now I'm in the Clone War era, and we're gonna do this. Or now I'm in the you know just the regular Empire era, and it's right. it's really neat. I think it's a great addition to the game. I wish it was there in the beginning. And if anybody out there has a copy of Battlefront Two, you're a big Star Wars fan, get in there and check out this mode. It's got online matchmaking, so you just pop in there. And I've been finding matches almost immediately every time I'm in. So I think there's a lot of people that are gravitating to that mode rather than the PvP modes. Because it's just like when you play a Star Wars game, you just want to play as the characters you know and love and kick some ass. Exactly. I know. And that's what you do. And it looks great. It's awesome. And Which is cool because hasn't this game not been like, received as well as yeah. everybody well, thought it was going to well, be when it came out it was loaded with loot boxes and the loot boxes was tied right. to leveling so like your abilities right. yeah, yeah, yeah. and leveling up was all tied to just luck or spend a bunch of money and you'll get all the right. loot boxes and get the stuff right and so it was and, so they and, and they've completely revamped that whole system they threw well, all good. that out the window that's good yeah, and totally and like, what you said is something that i was going to bring up like I, and again like you know you know how my gaming is so i could be wrong in this but i just feel like Every Star Wars game, that's like what you said. Everybody just wants to be Darth Vader, Luke Skywalker, like the big name guys. And you're almost never them. <laughs> no. and, and, am, am I wrong in that? No, in you're right. Star Wars you're game? right. Yeah. Like, why do they do that? They know <laughs> that's what you want to do in these games, and they make it impossible for you to do that. No. Not this mode. I don't man. understand. I'm telling that. you, this mode is great. Good. This, this is. I would almost want to tell you, Chris, to like go to the store. You could probably buy this game for ten bucks because you have a PS4. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This would be the game that you could just like hop on twenty minutes, do one of these PD, these uh, little uh, whatever you call them, the um, co-op modes. Right. And you would love it. Like this would just be your jam. I probably would. Yeah. You could do it once a week yeah. and just get that Star Wars fix of man. I was just Darth Maul and it was awesome. Right. Or I was Dooku and I was you know shooting lightning out of my hands, brainwashing somebody. It's just. Or I was yeah. Grievous, you know, with Grievous, you do the thing and he's spinning the lightsabers, or oh, he does a creepy awesome. crawl. He goes, yeah. <laughs> you crawl real fast. It's it's just awesome. It's so cool, man. And I remember, I enjoyed the game when it launched, definitely. Um, and I've been kind of playing it off and on as they've been putting updates, which kudos to them. I mean, they've stood by it and they've continued to update it. It's almost two years yeah. that this game has been out. Um, Is it two years already? Yeah, November 17th, 2017, Battlefront 2. Oh my God, I can't yep. believe that. It's crazy. And, and, you know, right around the corner of that time this year, we're getting Jedi Fallen Order, which I can't wait, man. I yeah, almost want you to good. play Battlefront 2 because that is canon. When you play, there is a campaign in that. That's right. I that's remember, canon. Yeah. They have a book with that character in it. And then uh, Jedi Fallen Order is canon too, man. Yeah. I just I love how Star Wars is doing that across I all know. the mediums. It's so cool, man. Maybe we should do something about that. We might need to. Um, <laughs> you know, we're, real quick, because we're still talking Star Wars, I do want to mention a book. Audiobook that I've been listening to. I'm kind of skipping. Yeah. I was going to do this at the end, but I just want to mention it here. No, that's we're talking Star yeah. Wars. Um, I started listening to the Star Wars Galaxy's Edge Black Spire book. Um, it is a book. Kind of you, you learn about Black Spire, which Black Spire Outpost is what is at Galaxy's Edge in both Disneyland and Disney World. I thought, hey, well, I'm going there in a few weeks. 
I'm going to get through this book. I had a free Audible trial because um, every once in a while they kind of reset that. Boom, got mm-hmm. the book. I had no clue that this book was the follow-up to the Phasma book. Did you know that? I mean, you did, did you read no. Phasma or listen to Phasma? You didn't. No, I just read. Well, she had a, a comic, like you a read comic, comic arc. That's right. And I read yeah. that. Was, was Cardinal in that book? <clears throat> the red stormtrooper. Uh, there was a storm. No, because she, there was a stormtrooper with her, but she she killed it. So okay. it's not. It wasn't her. Because yeah. I don't want to go into too far spoiler territory, but the overall plot of Phasma is that there <clears throat> is a character by the name of Vi who is captured by Cardinal, who is a red first order trooper. And a lot of the book is they're on the ship and he's interrogating her, torturing her, all these things. And through all that, you're starting to learn about the history of Phasma and how this guy Cardinal basically is her rival in the first order and how he Mm. wants to kill her. And essentially she wants to kill him as well. And, and by the end of the book, the character Vi, who is a resistance fighter, kind of turns Cardinal to the point where then they go out together to kill Phasma. Wow. And the way that so book like... ends, you kind of thought, not that it was going to be the end of their story, but I just didn't think that they would really ever show up again. And if they did, it would be in like Phasma 2 or like it would be an obvious follow-up. So when I mm-hmm. fired up a, a book just called Galaxy's Edge Black Spire, I'm like, oh, it's going to be right. a book about like smugglers and they're smuggling stuff. No, I mean it, it. It is like almost a direct sequel to that book. Really, Vi is in it, and Cardinals in it too, man. And it wow. is, it's, it's pretty cool. Like I, I would, I fired it up, went for my run, wasn't even thinking, and like was just immediately like, oh my god, like I need to finish this book. I need to get through this. So, right. I rec, I recommend don't listen to it unless you've you've uh, listened to Fast. Yeah. Mean, How long get, is it? It's 13 hours, I think, okay, audio-wise. You'll, you'll get, I mean, you don't have to listen to Phasma because you'll get in the beginning, not that they recap it, but through dialogue she's having with Leia because that's that's what's cool too about this book is it starts off pre-Force Awakens. Okay. And within like the first chapter or two, you're already post The Last Jedi. And now she's being sent off from, or Leia's basically sending her off to kind of rebuild people to join the resistance because if you remember at the end of last jedi the battle of crate the resistance is just in shambles yeah like so this people. is filling in those that gap of what is kind of happening between okay. this now and rise of skywalker all right so that's pretty interesting i'm interested to see where that's gonna I, go but and do and like you said like i love that star wars can do this like so many people are not going to read this book and go see rise of skywalker mm-hmm. and and be fine but having those little nuggets of information like so fill good, in man. like these cracks it, it, it's awesome i'm telling you man when i i listened to the catalyst book which was the the book before rogue yeah. one when i because i listened to that before i saw it in theaters going to see it in the theaters was so much better because yeah. it was like all these characters coming to like life on screen that i listened to in the book and, and all that this is them like this is yeah. it was getting all the history of krennic and everything it was such a just better experience. So I'm hoping right. this will kind of be the same, not only just going to galaxy's edge. Cause that's cool. Cause I, I think there are nuggets. They said like within black spire outpost right. references to these characters, the locations and all those things. That's cool. But then going to see rise of Skywalker, that there may be some stuff that might come from that. That's too. cool. So, 
Sweet. Uh, yeah, so listen to that book. I know who was our listener last week. Somebody emailed and said they were doing the same. So hopefully he got through that, which I don't know if they if they listen to Phasma, but this is a follow-up to Phasma. That's um, cool. Chris, talk to me about Dark Crystal. You've gotten through it. Yeah, dude. Have you, have you continued on with it? Nope, or just, just the first episode. You got to watch it, man. It, okay. It's it's like an achievement in in television or cinematic kiss, whatever you want to say. <laughs> it, it's so good. Really? Okay. And yeah, it's just... It, and, and you have to give him credit for, for like the puppetry and stuff like that. But forget about all that. Like the story itself is so good. And it's one of those things where, first of all, it's not for kids. Like, really? Okay. Yeah. I mean, like it, it is, it's dark. And um, there's so, so many like scenes where like because you think of like, oh, it's puppets and, and it kind of, play, you know, it does, it's a prequel to the original that you think it's going to be like the story is going to be there's going to be a story there my my thinking going into it was going to be like very thin and just very and it is easy to follow it's not difficult to follow but they do a fantastic job of thinking that you know how everything is going to go and then throwing another curveball at you hmm. so it's not like like the you got the bad guys which are the skexis and the good guys and Whenever you think the good guys are about to get like an upper hand, the bad guys do something else to to get it back, and it just keeps going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, through every single episode. To and you, you like, there's like this big, uh, and I say big bad, it's not a huge battle, but um, at the end, which you know it's coming, you, you know it's going to lead in that direction, but they constantly bring in new characters, um, and you that's what I'm saying. Like it's just on the surface, you're like, oh, it's just going to be like this cutesy like puppet show but dude like this is a full-fledged world they've created a full-fledged story they've created they like like saying like every episode when i got to episode i think yeah there's 10 episodes when i got to episode like five um and and they they like i said they keep introducing like either a new uh not a new world but a new town or city and and new characters or or just something new continuously it's not like they just didn't say like, oh, here's here's you know the the main players and you're, they're be focused on them the entire time. It, it's nonstop. The creativity is off the charts, man. Like awesome. when I remember when I saw uh, Pan's Labyrinth, and I referenced that movie a lot because that was very like original movie when um, with the the creatures. Mm-hmm. And I remember reading something about <clears throat> Guillermo del Toro telling his creative team they would come to him. And say, oh, this is the creature we made for like the dream sequence or whatever. And he would ask them, where did you get this idea for that? And if they said, oh, I got this idea from this movie or this television show, he would say, okay, crumple it up, throw it in the garbage and do it again. And that's like, I feel like that's like the, the mentality they had going into the show. It's all original. It's just so freaking creative. Like the characters they came up with. You gotta watch it, man. Okay. You, you gotta sit down I will. and watch tomorrow, it. I, my, I don't know. My plan is Amanda I'm gonna download to it. episode two now. And I'm gonna start watching tomorrow on my lunch. Uh, it it just it takes. I mean, you're so into it just because you're like you know you're you're just focused on like the you know they're, that they're still puppets. So it'd probably take. I mean, the story is there the entire time. It's not like there's any downtime. But when it picks up, like the last half of the see, maybe like from mm-hmm. six through ten. Like there's some episodes the way that it ends. You're like if this was like a, a weekly 
show, you'd be like pissed off because you had to wait a week to go. Really? To see I'm telling you, dude. So you're telling me it, this is the the Voltron, with, but with puppets. Takes a while yeah, to get going, about it, halfway, and then it ends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although you can watch could. Voltron, so. But dude, it's okay. It, I'm it's in. One man. Of, it's one of the best shows that I've seen this year, and the way that it's it, it ends completely set up for season two. Okay. Completely set up. So for there is going to be a season two, not just the movie. So so you don't think no? Because I haven't seen the movie in a while, so I don't know. It doesn't lead right up to the movie, no. Okay. Um, and and where it goes next season could be even darker. <laughs> oh, Telling you, dude. Okay. They, they they did a a top notch job. And each and one's like what forty seven forty eight minutes, right? They're, they're long. close. Yeah, they're close. Some of them are around there, but some of them are close to an hour. Man. I mean, you think Which about that. The, like, how weird is that about these? I say weird, but like the way these shows are now. Like, someone makes a movie and it's an hour and a half, two hours long in the in the theater. Right. These guys just made a ten hour puppet movie. And, like, dude, and that's what I'm saying. Like, it's crazy. The, the, the to to have that like. In, in your head, like, we, this is what we're... We, they could have scaled this down to, you know, six, seven, or eight just out of sheer, like, that we can't do that. Like, this is this is yeah. taxing on us to do it. They, but you can tell they, they had a story. They stuck to the story. And, man, it, it's something to watch, wow. dude. It, it, it's really one of those things that I would absolutely go back and watch again. Okay. It's I'm so in, good. Man. So, so good. I'm in. Yep. Uh, one final show I want to talk about here before we wrap it up. And I did mention this, I think, last week that I did want to talk about it. We didn't get time last week. And that's the new season of American Horror Story is out. This is season nine, I believe, the ninth season. Uh, it's American Horror Story 1984. I don't know, Chris, you you have watched some of the seasons, right? Kind of through the yeah. years or no? Yeah. Through the years, it's spotty, but I've seen... Here and there, like after the um, freak show one, which I just did not like, I kind of yeah. dropped off a little bit. Um, but I did watch Hotel. I didn't finish Hotel, but from what I saw, I, I liked it. Our story, my one. story is exactly the same. Didn't like freak show that much. We yeah. dropped about two or three episodes in. Hotel started it, didn't finish it. Right. So definitely, I saw God. I mean, Gaga was great. I mean, she's naked really the whole time, but. Um, <laughs> I did like the what was the season they did with uh, it was Roanoke because it's just here in North Carolina that that season I actually really liked because it was just a neat there's like a twist like four or five episodes in where the whole season completely changes, um, and then what was after that one there was the Roanoke did mm. that did that go right to uh, that was the last season then the last season was the um, like apocalypse or whatever it was like the one I I, I, I always call it the fallout season because they're in like a fallout shelter. Um, with the, yeah, I think it was Apocalypse after that. Um, and so the past few seasons have been somewhat serious. Like, you know, they're trying to be creepy, really dark, which, I mean, all the seasons are kind of dark. Mm-hmm. This season, man, is so just, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, it's almost a joy to watch because they're going so out of their way to place this show in the 1980s. And, and right. when you watch it, like if when you watch first episode before they do the actual intro, it does like a whole you know you see a murder scene, you kind of see the main villain or whatever that's going to be, and he kills somebody, and then it cuts. You know how they always have the creepy intros. This one just cuts to like a aerobics video, but it's like still doing like the American Horror Story music. Oh, it's really? just showing all eighty stuff with with oh, crazy synth music. And then during the show, I mean, it's almost like you're watching a Friday the 13th movie because they have a film grain on it. They're all the sound effects 
are straight out of movies like that. They have 80s, actual 80s music constantly playing. The whole soundtrack is songs you know from the 80s. Every character in the show is just a stereotype from every one of those movies. But it's the actors that you know that have been in a lot of the seasons past. Um, they're nailing it this season. And, and I think it's it's neat because it, it seems like lighter than the other seasons. I mean, it's not really easy to say people getting stabbed in the faces with knives mm-hmm. or ears getting cut off to be light. But that's just kind of how it is. And I, it's just like a fun season so far. There are only two episodes mm-hmm. in. I'm actually waiting for the twists because they, they always do that. Like they there's that, n- right. The way this, this season has started, there's no way they can do this for eight, ten episodes, whatever it's going to be. Something is going to have to happen where it totally switches. Um, But it's good, man. I definitely recommend people watch it. Even if you've never watched a season, that's that's the beauty of this show. You can jump in anywhere because every season is different. I think this one's definitely going to be a good season for sure. Dude, I love that. I have – I've had conversations with some friends about I wish someone would make a movie that has the 80s feel – and not just the setting, like the way it's filmed. Like yep. use whatever cameras you did in the 80s, like Ferris Bueller's Day Off or something like that, and use that cheesy background music. Dude, this but is it. This is that's, it. I'm that's telling so cool you, that man. they're doing that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I mean, uh, I you see, even it. like what's her name? Billy Lord, who's um, uh, uh, Princess Leia, who's Carrie Fisher's her daughter. You know, <laughs> she was in, in the Star Wars movies. And that. She's one of the main characters. She is just the most 80s, like, you know, That's hair so all cool. teased, thick mascara on her face. It's yeah, it's just awesome. Like, they're, yeah, I, gotta they, watch it. I, I think, what did I tell you that first day? I was like, how Stranger Things, you know, kind of turned everything up in the 80s. And, and these guys right. just looked at them and said, ha, 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 watch what we can do. And they just cranked it to 11 and like did it yeah, even more. I was going to mention Stranger Things because I, I feel like the, Stranger Things focused on the 80s part of it in the first season, no doubt. Second season, they slowly started to get away from it, but they still always throw those references in there. Right. You know, when yeah. they dressed up like Ghostbusters and stuff like that. In the third season, they completely got away from it with the exception of like, the never ending story sequence at the, right, at, the at the end, but it's not part of the show anymore. It, it still yeah. kind of is, but now they're focusing on everything else. So I, you know, you know, American horror story, just being this one season before they go into something else for the next season is really going to hammer home. Yep. All these eighties references. And believe me, and stuff. In, from the minute it starts, you're going to know this, this is in the eighties, especially yeah. the intro. I mean, I almost want you to just go watch the intro. I'm sure you can find it on YouTube. Probably. Like, yeah. It is it is so good. Like they, they have just nailed so much uh, of the eighties. It's great. My, my wife and speaking I are of, really enjoying it. Speaking of eighties movies, you see the uh, from the Karate Kid, the guy. Remember the body bag guy? The remember? guy that passed away. He died. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that bo- man. Yeah, give yeah, him a body crazy. bag. He died. You know what? I'm gonna tell you. Here's a movie we've been watching. I've probably watched. It, it's my fallback movie at night. Whenever do you have a okay. movie that whenever it's on TV, like late at night, you just have to watch it. Other than Shawshank, Shawshank's on a lot. Because like Shawshank's on, it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter when it's on. I'm finishing it. Um, Roadhouse, Roadhouse, dude. Whenever really? I see Roadhouse on, I have my wife. That's like kryptonite, not kryptonite. That's like really? we're just like catnip to us. Yeah. Like Roadhouse is our movie, man. Like really, I, I just love it. The Swayze, he's just such an. I, that movie is so cheesy, but it's so you, good. It's, I love I'll tell it. you what, my wife's is. And over the years of it's on all the time, I've grown to like it as much as her. <laughs> Overboard. 
Really? Dude, that movie's a good freaking movie, man. And it's got those like 80s cheese vibe to yeah, it. And yeah. he totally kidnaps her and keeps <laughs> he her. He does. I know. That's what it's like. It's terrible. <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, it's like so, the end of Roadhouse. Like they, the guy dies at the end. They kill him. And then they're just like, oh, we don't want anybody to find out about it. And they all look at each other like, I didn't see anything. I didn't see anything. And then they all start laughing. They just killed the guy. Like, yes, yes, he was a bad guy, but he's dead laying there bleeding out. And they're just like all laughing like, and then the credits roll. And it's like, okay. Now what channel is it normally on? Cause I don't see roadhouse on a lot. It's on CMT a lot. Oh geez. Yeah. Well, I mean, just, just this rolling through the channel. I don't watch Yeah, exactly. Right, right, right. I've seen it on, um, uh, uh, AMC, I think it's had it on one time. Really, like just random mm-hmm. channels, man. Like I don't yeah. know. It just it seems like Roadhouse is always on. Like, really? We'll go like a month where it's on, like for a week or two straight, almost every night, and then we won't see it. And yeah. it comes around. It's just like oh, it's Roadhouse <laughs> night. Put it on. <laughs> Roadhouse night. We're up to like one thirty in the morning. Now the only thing I think of when you say Roadhouse is Peter Griffin. <laughs> when when he when he finally saw Roadhouse and he just goes around Roundhouse kicking Roundhouse everybody. everybody in the face. Crazy. So, what a uh, what, what podcast you got this week, Chris? Before we round this one out, I I've been like just obsessed with this podcast uh, called Reply All. I'm like binge listening to it. So, like I said, it's called Reply All, and 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 the way that they promote it is it's a podcast about the internet, and they're real quick, like 20 minute episodes, and the internet's been around long enough now where you can go back and do stories from like when they, when it first came out that are kind of like cult classics now, hmm. just things that, that happen. And it's really, it's done very well. It's, it's not like a dark show at all. It's very like, you know, tongue in cheek type of, of show, but the stuff that they've covered so far is stuff that like I remember happening, but like kind of forgot about. And in, is it the first episode or the third episode? No, the third episode he talks about the guy who inadvert not inadvertently, he purposely did it, but he didn't intend for it to take off the way that it did. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy who created the pop-up ad. Really? And you don't think about that anymore. Yeah, no. You know what I mean? Like and, yeah. and he, he created it because they were they were he was the web designer and it was almost something like um it was oh, I think it was called Tripod. And it was remember Geo GeoCities? GeoCities, yep. It was GeoCities like rival. So you'd have like a, a, a website like uh, the enthusiast life theenthusiastlife.tripod.com. You know what I mean? So they they would host like your website. Right. So they were trying to like sell ads to get um, you know, just revenue. And they were he, he specifically says he goes, Our guy was talking to Ford and he was showing them and he did and they had a random button. And he's showing Ford and he hits random and like gay porn pops. Up. Oh, God. <laughs> so Ford's like, uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> so he had to like figure out a way for companies to not be associated with stuff like that. And his solution was the pop up ad. And it it took off. So that's one of them. Do you remember uh, Jenny Cam? She was the very first girl. She bought a webcam and broadcast her life for 24 hours a day, like back in the late, say, late 90s. I want to say that does sound familiar, like the name yep. itself. Okay. Yeah. So he he tracks her down and talks oh to her God. about um, – it's just a really cool like history of the internet and all those little stories that have come out from it. And it's um, called Reply to All? It, it, reply All. Reply All. Reply All. Yep. Um, I want to see – I'm looking up really – Tons and tons of episodes. They're up to 
148 episodes right oh now. Oh my god. And like nice. I said, real like 20 they don't he doesn't get super detailed. If he wanted to make these hour long episodes, he absolutely could. But I don't think he was out to do that. I yeah, think he was out to bringing like, you Hey, the remember when this stories. happened? Like bring it back to your memory. Here's the person that it involved and just have fun with it for huh. a quick 20 minutes. He, he's got one that I it's the second episode. I couldn't listen to it. I you're in the medical field. Can you handle stuff like that? Can you handle like broken bones and like blood and stuff like i know you're not in that well realm, i mean I, but... you know we have people go down in the pharmacy and i i can give first aid and things like that but i get queasy when the people are like in pain screaming crying that type of thing if it's some, somebody goes down and they're like unconscious i'm cool yeah you I know? Think, or yeah, like well, like an autopsy i'm fine because they're dead like nobody's moving yeah, nobody's like, screaming okay I, that's when i get queasy because it's like okay. i i can't help but put myself in their shoes and it just freaks me out a lot of times. That's so, why I'd be a terrible paramedic. I could definitely get into it. No, I, I but what's this one about? So I mean, so what does he, that have to do with the internet? There, there's a a website, and it's I guess it's like an app, and I didn't get too far into it because I got like three minutes in, and I'm like, can't do it. So I don't know specifically where he goes with it, but there is a app which he goes. It is technically Instagram for doctors who don't know what's going on with a patient so they take images of parts of their body that yeah. are just and put them up on this it's like this, a crowdsourcing of yeah to kind over. of t say what's wrong with wow. them and i'm like and and he he gives a disclaimer in the beginning and that's what ruined it for me if he didn't give that disclaimer i probably could get through it but he was like uh this is some gruesome stuff we're going to be talking about and i'm like out next one <laughs> but, <laughs> Just really check it out, man. Like the really, okay. really that's, cool. That definitely sounds interesting. Bite-sized stories of the internet, like the history of the See, internet. That's the thing. We got. I'm gonna hopefully get through Black Spire before we get to or we go to Galaxy's Edge. And so when I have my one earbud in my ear driving yep. my way Which is to legal. Orlando, yep, it's legal. It's legal. It is it's legal. legal. Yep. I, I need something good in, to listen to, and that sounds like that might it, be something. That would be perfect. It would be perfect. Yeah. I like. That. I think I would like that. Go for it. Uh, all right. Well, let's wrap it up there, Chris. A uh, quick little housekeeping here before we do wrap it up. So if you're still listening, please listen to this. This is uh, actually is kind of um, towards where the show is going to start being hosted now. Uh, I am going to change the host of the podcast for the next episode. Um, you're going to actually find another little bite-sized podcast between now and next week's that will probably just be me because I, I need to put something into the feed to kind of switch it. What I'm thinking I'm going to do is give a, a impressions episode on Destiny 2 Shadowkeep. Just mm. me, go off the cuff, impressions about Destiny 2. So you're probably going to get that here probably on the weekend, probably Saturday or Sunday when I'm kind of into it a little bit. And then next week, Chris and I will we'll talk about it on the air a little bit too. I'll try to convince Chris probably to play Destiny 2 um, again <laughs> yeah. for the 18,000th time. Um, <laughs> and then uh, hopefully everything will go cool. So if by chance the show disappears from your feed, if you or nothing updates next week, uh, email us, The Enthused Life gmail.com or hit us on or hit me on twitter at mark turk m-a-r-k-t-u-r-c let me know uh, but i think everything's gonna go good we're basically just using moving it to a new host and um hopefully it all should go good we're gonna kind of make the transition from podbean to anchor so hopefully mm -hmm. everything will go good kind of through that and we're not gonna break the feed on any of you worst case scenario if you listen on itunes i know i can fix it that way uh but if not we might break everything so uh, everything else so hopefully we won't 
So, but be on the lookout for that this weekend because I, I figured that'll probably be the best way to do it before we publish next week's episode. And rather have that be the, the show, I'd rather do a little bite-sized thing in there to kind of do it. So, right. uh, and then uh, other than that, Chris, NHL starting up, right, man? Oh yeah, you're you're in full swing, getting ready. What, I, plug I, the website I, again. Plug the website again. Where you right? Mile High Hockey, MileHighHockey.com, part of the SB Nation. Yep, SB Nation. I'll be doing. Christmas I'll be doing the uh, post game for the Saturday game against the Minnesota Wild. So nice. If you care to see what the Avalanche did, in, in, in my words, you can you can how, go to the website. How are you feeling about the Hurricanes? I'll tell you, I was a little upset. Justin Falk, man. Come on, man. Like, I see him, for me, being living here in Charlotte. We watched him play when he started with the Checkers, our AHL team. Went to the rink where my son at the time was playing hockey when he was younger. Mm-hmm. And the, her, the Checkers used to practice there. So Justin yeah. Falk was one of the players that, like, we would, like, high-five him, shake his hands. You know, he said, hey, yeah. to my son, like, really cool guy only played like I think a season and a half for uh, Charlotte and then immediately got pulled up to, um, you know, to the hurricanes. Right. And has been awesome Went to the all-star game is rookie season. I think all that. And then they get rid of him, man. I know they had to make the cap room, but it was like after last season, they had a little bit of the run. I mean, I know it was unexpected last year, but how you feel about the hurricanes? Um, I th- playoffs what, at least you think? I think so. Wild yeah. Card? Yeah. Yeah, they'll be a, a, a fringe team, I think. But I think, like, you know, they, they – I don't think anybody expected them to do what they did last year. Nobody they had a hell of a run at the end of the jerks. year. Right. So it, they got a – I think people are going to be gunning for them this year. But um, they got a shot. I I have not been – for my team, the Avalanche, I have not been this excited for a season in a little while. They are loaded and, and ready to roll. So much so that I don't bet, but I did today. You did today. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I sent you the image. Like, you did, I, yeah. Put a little. I know you're not supposed to bet on your team, but I got faith in my team. So put a, <laughs> put a little scratch down on the boys. So Nice. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Well, let's wrap it up there, everyone. Again, email us at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you guys. And with that, thank you for tuning in. However you're tuning in, whether it's through Podbean, through iTunes, your podcast service of choice. Thank you so much. With that, we'll catch you next week. Jason. Jason. Jason.